Hello, welcome. So today I have a special guest, Alana, who is here, and we are about to rock your world with things we probably shouldn't talk about, but that makes us even more interesting. So Alana and I are over 10 years apart, but she's an adult, so everyone relax. And I want to talk about body image and how you feel in your body intimacy, quotation marks, and what that means, especially when you're going into college, when you're in college, like all the pressures that come with that. So buckle up because this is going to be interesting. What's What's up, guys? guys? This This is is Shelby Shelby, and welcome welcome to Not Your Regular Coach Coach Podcast. (laughs) Alana, hi. Hi. (laughs) So one of the first things that I wanted to mention, and I think this is something that a lot of people comment on especially on tiktok because everyone's mean is like i'm 32 but i literally act and feel like i'm 22 and i think a big reason for that for me is that when i was sick i was college age high school college age and so i feel like those years for me froze and i just didn't grow like i just literally was living in my eating disorder bubble and So that's why now I feel like I'm 22. Like, do you feel that? Yeah, absolutely. I think in my case, even though I got diagnosed at the age of 14 and I'm much older than that now, there's times in intimate moments where I kind of panic and freeze because I don't know what to do. Like, (laughs) I feel like I'm a 14-year-old about to engage in some more mature acts and I freeze or I laugh. Do you think if you didn't have an eating disorder, it would be different? Like, do you think it was more pressure to do things? Or, like, do you think that you would have naturally kind of been more explorative with boys had you not had an eating disorder? I think it depends. I I remember junior year when I had my first boyfriend, I was very uncomfortable with moving forward in, like, intimate ways because I was really insecure about my body. But as I've gotten older, it's still really difficult, but it's it's not so much of body image issues or the pressure that, like, I'm supposed to know. Well, actually, that's not even true. It <laughs> is definitely the pressure of what I'm supposed to know what to do. But more than anything, it's just sometimes I, like, bringing it back to what we said in the beginning, like, I'm the 14-year-old. I'm not, like, why is this happening? Oh, so do you feel like it's not natural? Like, you're like, oh, yeah. what am I doing? Like, I'm too young. Absolutely. Oh. It's, yeah. Do you feel like your age freeze in any other way? Definitely my maturity sometimes. Like, people call me, like, my personality to be playful, but I would say, like, sometimes I think that's just, like, the young spirit within me, but also this, like, 14-year-old who never got to live out her graduation and like start of high school in a normal way yeah so this is like double interesting because first you were gone and you know working on working on like eating disorder stuff and then COVID happened Uh so your I mean your high school experience was really not normal yeah so do you think because I know people that obviously don't even struggle with eating disorders or mental health they really struggled if especially if they were a freshman when COVID started and then like not having anything sophomore year and then sort of junior year like it was really socially awkward and I mean 
to me, that was a whole nother thing added on that I didn't have for you of like, you weren't really interacting with boys. Like you were seeing them on a Zoom screen. You were in your house like locked up. So that's a whole nother thing of like adding on to. I literally remember just not even like having an interest in a relationship during that time actually, which was so interesting because even in middle school or like the beginning of high school, I was like, I want a boyfriend. I want a boyfriend. I want to be in a relationship. And then all of a sudden I'm like, ugh, no. Like, I don't want any sort of, like, relationship. And that really happened because of COVID. Really? So you don't think it was, like... Well, it was probably a mix. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it, like, just being isolated in general... I think it happened for a lot of people, though. Not even just in the relationship aspect, but just not even, like, going to see friends. Like, you'd see friends, like, once every two weeks, and you're like, oh, that's that satisfied my social battery. Because you're really? so used to being isolated. Like, as time went on. That was my oh, experience. Oh, so then do you think you wanted to be isolated, almost? Or, like, you didn't want to really see people that much because you got so used to not seeing people? Yeah, especially because from my original treatment being there so long, I didn't see anyone because they didn't let us see anyone. We didn't have visitations, and when we did, it was family, and it was, like, far and few between. That's so hard. That's, like, yeah, so, I mean, my high school, I didn't get sick until I was a senior, so I guess my quote-unquote high school experience was normal but like I wouldn't even say it was normal because I was like dealing with a lot of other stuff that I didn't know I was dealing with so we kind of already talked about this uh the other day but I interestingly enough so I don't know what was going on with me but sixth seventh eighth grade I like went on a bender and I was just like I want to be cool I want to do all the things like my friends and I used to pick leaves off of trees and roll them into construction paper and be like we're smoking like that's so bad like I'm probably not okay (laughs) but we would do stuff like that and then obviously like the boy stuff there was a lot of pressure I'm talking like from sixth grade and and so and whenever I tell people that they're like uh we were not talking like we were not doing that in sixth grade I felt that pressure though even like in middle school and high school like people were getting boyfriends in fucking elementary school and even though that wasn't like a true boyfriend it's just the idea of being in a relationship that felt made me feel behind already and then like as the high school years progressed people were like losing their virginity and I mean, taking the steps to get there. And I was like, I haven't kissed anyone. Like, it took me so long to be just like, I I literally haven't done anything with anyone. And I know for me, I felt so inexperienced and I still felt the pressure of high school to be like, oh, you're supposed to have this experience. But I, I, I like that freaked me out even more. But I know you said it was different for you or. Well, it was this is even worse. Like it was different for me in middle school. Honestly, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I felt so much pressure. All like all of my friend group that I remember was like literally hooking up with boys. I mean, it was bad. Like I would say, I mean, I don't to me, I'm like that was way too soon. And I think growing up where I did, we all got a, had a lot of issues, but then when I got into high school, it's really interesting. I got really, really scared. And so I would have boyfriends. I've always had boyfriends. Like, I, that's been me. And so in high school, I would have boyfriends, but I, they would, like, kind of be like, oh, well, Bobby and Sally are having sex, <laughs> so, like, we should. And I would be really, really, really scared, but I also feel like I felt like I had to. And so that's something that I know I keep telling you, like, if I could take, I mean, I don't regret anything because, like, whatever, it happened and it is what it is, but I wish that 
my, <laughs> this is TMI, but like I wish my first time would have been my senior year of high school with the boyfriend that I had then. I think I was too pressured before that and I didn't want to. Like I just didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's just an interesting concept in general of like going into college or just even getting older boys think it's or or I don't want to say every boy but the general stereotype is like it's super attractive when a girl is like quote-unquote pure which ugh, I think that's like messed up on its like ew that's like that's so like gross that's like biblical (laughs) (laughs) but um at the same time it's like if a girl's not performing well they like get talked about and it's like oh she was bad at this and so it's 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 a double-edged sword almost you literally can't win yeah you can't win because also nobody's teaching you in school like okay yeah we have sex ed but it's like use a condom here's your period like nobody's like this is what you do and like how you handle it and what you could say and what like nobody says that so yeah obviously your first experience is going to be super awkward and also like really anxiety provoking um and I feel like that's a whole nother thing because it almost seems like we all make it seem like you just know what you're doing right away and if you don't it's like well why don't you or yeah like you said she's bad but then on the other hand sometimes people are like oh yeah like she's a virgin blah 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 blah. but then they can also be like she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, it's like you literally can't win. You can't win. And on top of that, I think with having an eating disorder or just really any sort of, like, perfectionist tendencies, the idea of not being good your first time, like, is it's exacerbated in your own brain. Like, it becomes something bigger than, I guess, what I picture a normal teenager to, yes, still be afraid, but not as, like, panicky almost. Does that make sense? Yeah, you mean in the sense of, wait, elaborate. Like, like, <laughs> like your normal teenager's going to be like, yeah, I'm nervous. It's my first time. I want to be good. I'm still nervous about these things, but I'm still going to try. Versus, like, in my case, or at least, because I, I have really intense perfectionistic tendencies, I was trying, mm. I was avoiding it because I was like, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be perfect. I'm just going to be bad. And it was, like, exacerbating my own brain of, like, just how terrible I'm gonna be and how like everyone's gonna hate me all of a sudden because everyone's gonna know that I'm bad at this and it's just like I don't know like it becomes a bigger issue than it well so then my question is like how are you supposed to be a champ like how are you supposed to be like what are you doing to train like you know what I mean like how is it supposed to change I think for a while I just kind of waited like after my first boyfriend I hadn't gotten into any sort of like intimate even just, like, I don't want to say intimate relationship, but just, like, any sort of, like, intimate action with any individual for, like, two years. And then slowly I started, I mean, it also came with, like, trying to get better itself, but just, like, slowly starting to Mm -hmm. realize that I can't live in fear the rest of my life of not just this stuff, but, like, this comes in part of just, like, living in fear and of everything yeah and it's I've kind of come to the terms of like okay he judges me like if if rumors get spread about me like that's unfortunate but it's 
it's a reflection on him and not a reflection on me. Right. So that's the whole, like, I don't want to stereotype high school boys, but high school boys are just as insecure as high school girls. Like, 100%. Oh, absolutely. And the way that they show that is by the things that they say like that. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah was doing this and like, haha, she's so bad. Or like, oh, yeah, she's like a slut or like, I, I don't know. It's It's like it's insecurity because literally who says that and teenagers I know are just trying to figure it out so it's like you can't really blame them but at the same time it's like this cycle because they are insecure and then they make the girls insecure and it's just like I like we I honestly feel like we just need to, I feel like this needs to be a discussion more often and Absolutely. like I think a lot of times people are like oh it's the parents job but like and may- maybe but I also feel like who's comfortable being like yo mom like how do you have sex like no one i mean i'm uncomfortable just asking my own friends like it's it's a it, like how to like what are you gonna do watch a fucking youtube video yeah, but even then it's like <laughs> yeah and and don't get me started on the fact that i people were like oh yeah it's not like some you don't like watch i'm sorry this is so tmi but like don't watch porn to learn because they just like because it's fake it's fake exactly so what am i supposed to but do but also most <laughs> high school boys are watching that. And so if that's, think about it, if that's their first sexual interaction or like seeing anything and that's what they think it's supposed to be like, then we're all setting ourselves up for failure because like, obviously it's not going to be. So if they create this image in their head when they've never been intimate with someone before about like, oh, that's what it's supposed to be like. And it's not because that's literally acting like now we're all just fucked. Absolutely. I think Okay, but one thing that's helped at least combat those thoughts as much as they feel true is that, okay, more specifically, I was voicing these exact concerns to my best friend, um, and he was like, if you really are into someone and you're willing to be with them beyond just the sexual experience, like, it's almost connecting slash not super uncomfortable, but, like, I I don't know, just to learn with each other, like, he was like, both me and my girlfriend were super inexperienced, but, like, we learned together, and it was attractive to know that, like, she was willing to learn with me, which I, th- I think was, like, really interesting. Oh, I think that's, like, best case scenario. And, it, again, if I could go back, that's what I would have done slash would have wanted. And uh, too many times people get pressured, and I know we talk about it, but it feels like you have to, like... I have to do this. I'm 16. I'm 17. Oh my God. Now I'm 18. Like, what am I doing? I'm going to go to college and not know what I'm doing. And it's like, I mean, I've literally had people and even friends like back in the day would be like, I have to do it by the time of graduation. Yes. So whether that means I'm literally just going to go to a party and randomly find like, that is awful because yeah, like you don't have that. Like it shouldn't be a bad, shameful thing. It should be like, we're learning together I mean, I think that's best case scenario. I think that's amazing. However, I think that isn't very common in this situation. And I think it's because of the pressure and like the insecurity and all of the things. And kind of like I said before, I felt pressured because his friends were doing it. And so it was like, he didn't necessarily say we have to do this because my friends are, but like in less words, he kind of (laughs) did. So I was like, well, I don't want him to like not like me. I don't want him to think I'm not as good as the other guy's girlfriends. And so 
that is just like the worst way. And and I know and I tell people like don't regret your first time no matter how good or bad because like there's nothing you can do to change it and it was what it was. It is what it is, but I don't mean, get like, pregnant. it doesn't have to be like that. Like, it doesn't. No. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, like, so I'm obviously an anxious psycho, and I've always been an anxious psycho, even before my eating disorder. I mean, hello. So I also was so scared about that because I didn't understand how – I mean, I knew how you get pregnant. I'm not dumb. But, like, I was so scared, and I was so scared while it was happening. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a teenage mom. Like, And I couldn't even think about what was going on because I was just so – so many things were going on. I can't say I've had that experience, <laughs> but I definitely feel for it in the sense of, like, I feel like I've heard so many horror stories about people's first times that I'm expecting it to go bad, but I also have some sort of expectation that it's supposed to be some sort of magical moment. Right, it's so, so mixed. Right, it's like one end of the spectrum or the other. Like, it's magical and there's, like, fireworks going off, or it's like, oh, yeah, that was horrible, haha, and... But I just feel like neither of those have to be true. Like, so my advice to you and anyone else is I would, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to me. What matters is finding somebody that you feel safe with and that you trust and that you can be honest with. Because that's the other thing is like, now we go to college and you meet Jimmy and he's like, hey, whatever you're talking at a party and then he's like do you want to come to my dorm room and then you're like yeah and then it's like you're in this weird situation where you feel like you have to say oh yeah like I've done it before it's like it just doesn't go well when it's off of fear and like lies well I just think it's like deeper root of just like feeling insecure to speak up whether it's let's say Jimmy takes him back <laughs> to his dorm room and then all of a sudden you're not feeling it, which is so valid. Fucking Jimmy. You're fucking Jimmy. And you're not feeling it and that's so valid. It's really difficult to be like, actually, you know what? Like, I've changed my mind. Yeah. Like, if I'm already in that situation, I'm like, well, I'm I'm here. Like, I better go through with what I do. Right. And then, or even when you're like doing intimate things, like giving feedback <laughs> constructive criticism like this feels good this doesn't feel good a lot of the times I feel like I'm just supposed to say nothing and just pretend because I don't want to make him feel girl I literally did that until like age 28 like I literally was like yeah but I I, I would (laughs) but that's the other thing okay so now here's the other part of this is like let's add in body image issues I think every person is probably especially when you're a teenager, like you're literally growing into your body and you don't really know what's going on or like how you feel. You feel disconnected from your body. Then if you add in like an eating disorder or body dysmorphia or whatever, like it's so hard to feel comfortable. And it's like, okay, for me, and this isn't, (laughs) I hope this isn't the norm, but I feel like people listening to this, it might be. I felt like my role was just to make the other person happy. Like I was just like, I was just there. And I was trying to, like, suck in my stomach and, like, like that is the worst. And I would say it was a little different for me, but I would suck in my stomach not because I was I was there for them, but in my head I was like, oh, they're probably thinking, like, that she's, like, I can feel her fat. Like, yeah. I can feel her rolls or I can feel whatever, like, my insecurity was or, like, how, whatever it was, just, like, that's what I thought was going through their brain. It's not. Exactly. But, (laughs) but uh, no, but that's what it feels like. And it's also like, it's also, I mean, you're thinking about 
that. So you're not thinking about what's going on. And they're not thinking about that. But then no matter what, like, I mean, there's just no winning in that scenario. And so, but that's so hard. Like even people that don't have eating disorders. I mean, I've heard so many times like being present, it's just hard. I don't understand why. Because if you think about it, like for the guy, it's obviously not that challenging. So like, what's going on? I don't know. But every <laughs> every guy I've been with is always, I, I'm like, what are you thinking right now? And they're like, not really anything. I'm like, you just turn your brain off? Like, I can't do that. Like, my brain is running a million miles That's per second. That's what I think. I think they're just like, girl, boobs. And we're like, oh my God, well, I don't know. Like, I have my period soon. And so I'm a little bloated. And like, oh my God, like, what is my arm doing? Like, oh my God, what's my face? Like, what do I say? Do I say anything? Do I not? Like, <laughs> no, I feel that so much. That's what's going through my my head. Not like really feeling into the moment. And honestly, I'm going to take a wild guess here and say that's ruining the not ruining but like not yeah, helpful, not for anyone involved. The, absolutely. Okay, but then I'm going to shift the question to you're married. Mhm. How has being in like a healthy relationship helped you kind of get out of your body or like get more into the moment? Okay, so I will say out of the relationships that I've had, I will say I think I've had two healthy relationships where I felt comfortable talking about this, voicing this, like with them, not feeling judged. One of them was in high school, my senior year, when I had an eating disorder. So that was a whole other issue. And and we all know that like when we have eating disorders, we're not like raring to go. Like your hormones are <laughs> not there and you're not, that's not like the top priority on your mind. So that was a different story. With Tyler, I think... <laughs> I think he just made me feel really safe and he would so okay I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast but whatever Tyler was much more experienced than I was and so that was I felt pressure about that too because we're in our 20s like we're in our mid-20s when we met and I was like oh god like he's way more experienced than I am and what if I don't like the same stuff comes up and I think that the way that he approached it like he would just be like are you okay do you feel safe do you feel okay do you feel like those were the questions he was asking he wasn't just like ramming like, he was like <laughs> <laughs> no but he was like he cared like Thank he you, cared Tyler. and so that I, and so that I felt comfortable eventually like I think and I could be wrong and maybe this is just because I'm an anxious person but I feel like the first time with anyone, you're, like, thinking things. There's a lot going on. You're like, they've never seen me like this. I don't even like to see myself naked. And now this person's seeing me naked. Yes. Like, I don't even wear a crop top because, like, my body image is bad. And now I'm, like, full on. And <laughs> so the, <laughs> the first time is, I, I don't know. I would say it's always a little overwhelming. But I think it's the way that the other person communicates with you. Like, that's the thing is the communication. And Tyler had communication. And that was really helpful. And I felt, I think I've always felt like shameful about this. And so he made it very not. But I mean, that like, that took time, especially when you've grown up. I mean, one of my relationships, we won't get into it, but it was low key, like, mm, I don't want to say abusive, but like, really not great with like the sexual thing. So that makes you also feel unsafe. You felt pressured or you felt like... I felt pressured, and I also think that came from, like, my low self-esteem that has always been there, and again, like, feeling like I need to do this, I have to do this, this is my job, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you carry that with you. It's also, like, 
trauma. Like your body remembers. I don't know when you're uncomfortable, like it remembers, oh yeah, this is uncomfortable. So that's why I'm like, I know everybody hypes up the first time and they're like, oh, it needs to be magical and amazing. And it's like the chances of it being magical and amazing are slim, but like you need to feel safe. Like that's, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think even before I knew what like sex was, just seeing in the movies, like the first kiss was magical. The, fir- the first everything was just so magical and the world stopped and that is just not the case. And that was definitely not, at least that was not my experience. But- no, that's not real. Which also is another thing. It's like the way that it's portrayed in the media and the way that everybody has this idea of what it's supposed to be, what it's not supposed to be. And it's just like, it fucks us all over. It does. And even the guys, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everyone. It's like, what? why? What are we doing? And and the fact that nobody talks about it makes it even worse because it's like this scary, unknown thing. And then you have to like, I don't, it's just, I really don't understand why it's like this. Well, it's a scary, unknown thing that somehow you're just supposed to know how to do. Yeah. And like, you're just supposed to know when. And you're, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's this is why, like, I thought this was interesting because we're obviously two different generations, but, like, we still got the same fucking problem, so we need to fix this. <laughs> but like, how? I, I don't know. I don't know if you and I can fix it, but someone's got to fix it. Like, this is just not – I mean, that's so sad. Like, it's, it's sad, and to not – again, like, it's not a magical moment. I mean, maybe it is, but there's no, like – you're not like, oh my god, this was the most amazing day of my life, and there's like horses running by. It's just <laughs> that's not the reality, and that never will be the reality for the most part. But like, you shouldn't feel terrible after. Like, I've, I don't know. I like I said, I was scared because I was anxious, and I convinced myself like I could literally get pregnant by like looking at a penis. <laughs> But also, I, w- I knew I wasn't ready, and it felt wrong. It felt bad. But then, so let's talk about this, because college. Ugh. So we have a different experience here. So when you go into college, do you feel the pressure? Do people say? Like, are people talking about it? Like, oh, yeah, she's going to go to college as a virgin, or like, oh, yeah. Um, I don't. Okay, so honestly, at parties when there's, like, douchebags, yes, I've heard them say that about, like, other people. In general, it's these, like, douchey guys that'll be like, oh, she's, like, hella new to this, or, like, whatever words they say. Or, oh, yeah, she's, like, a slut. Like, there's no right, in between. that's what I'm saying. There's no it's one extreme or the next. So, with that, I... Uh, I mean, like, I can't speak from personal experience. Mm-hmm. So, I... Like, that's the best I can answer. Just, like, but it's pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, for some reason, we've, like, put this timeline of, like, okay... 18, you do this. 19, you do this. Like, 20, you're a vet. Like, it's like... Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I think it goes into the whole other... I'm not going to get into this, but the whole, like, you're supposed to find someone at this age, and you're supposed to have a kid at this age, and this is, like, the timeline of the average person, and, like, why aren't you married yet? Why aren't you... Whatever it may be, but I think it even, like, hurts us now when I have friends going, going into college or going into their freshman, sophomore, whatever year, and they're just like... I haven't even kissed someone yet. But it's, like, I'm sorry you set a boundary. Like, you haven't found someone you feel comfortable. Like, that shouldn't be shameful. Right. It's just an is. Right. And then you're worried in the back of your mind, like, are they going to go tell their friends that I'm, like, a loser? I'm not cool. I'm, like, prude. Whatever. I don't even know. Is prude a word anymore? I don't think so. 
what do you call it then? Like someone who won't do anything. Do you have, is there like a name? I don't. I don't. Okay. Pure? Probably. Pure is better than prude, honestly. I don't know. So I'm glad. I'm glad we're, we're making strides. But yeah. Okay, but is pure better? Like that's no, because that's kind of like a morality thing. Yeah, and that, this has nothing to do with. Also, it has a it has nothing to do with morality. But the other thing that really gets under my skin is that people feel so pressured to have a first whatever it may be um, by a certain time. But if they end up not doing it, it's it's somehow shunned. Even though in reality, if you take a step back, it's like okay, this person didn't find someone they were comfortable with, so they waited x many years to be comfortable why is that a bad thing like that's sending your boundaries to me that's like oh yeah this person finally found someone they were comfortable with and they waited until they felt comfortable right and that's gonna have a much better outcome for your mental health too (laughs) like and i mean if you even if you take this a step back like let's forget about sex and let's just think about like first kiss right this is something that i think also happens is people will be like, I'm 20 and I haven't had a first kiss. And it's because X, Y, and Z, I didn't want to. I was in treatment. I haven't even been able to like look at myself. So I can't even picture somebody else looking at me. And I feel like there comes a point where people are like, oh, well, now I'm this age. So like, it's just not in the cards for me, which doesn't make any sense. Like there is no age. Yeah. And that's just so... It's so hard. Like, high school and college are so hard because people talk. I mean, I literally remember the hockey team in college having a whiteboard and they would put the girls on the whiteboard that they had had sex with. And, like, how is that okay? Oh, I don't know. I I really, I really don't know. (laughs) How is that okay? So, but then it's like, it's like you don't want everyone to know, but you also do want them to know because you want them to know that, like, there's no winning. That's just the end of this. Yeah. There's no winning. But like it shouldn't be like that. I just don't I just don't get it. And for but the other issue is that it feels like there is winning for guys. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I feel like there is a clear definition of like if they haven't done it yet, they're like, ooh, that's weird. They are like inexperienced, but like the more they do it, for a girl it's like you're a slut or a hoe, but for a guy it's like he's a player. Like go, go get him, and it's it, it's so. It's, I don't want to be like it's unfair, but like what? No, it is, and this has been a, like an issue since 1900. I feel probably before that, and it's like <laughs> Back in we, all those days, like can we figure it out? Because I, that's so sexist. Like how is that? It's not okay, but I would say that in my years of experience of life, even though I have so many more to go, I can't wait for society to change. I have to start changing within, like, my own mentality. Just, like, if if that's what people are going to think of me, then that's... I'm still going to be upset, but that is a reflection on them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think your previous body count, if it's zero or a hundred... Well, no, if it's zero or hundred, <laughs> like whatever, it's it's where you are now. It's who you are now. If if a person isn't happy that you hadn't kissed someone already, like okay, that's not for you then. Like like don't. Then they're it, not it, for you. Then they're not for you. Yeah, but and their priorities are not in the right place. Absolutely. So you should probably just avoid that whole yeah situation. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's it, it's it's hard though. Like. 
as much as I say I do, like, I'm trying to work towards that, there's definitely many times where I fall into the, it's on me, I'm the problem, I just need to, like, get it over with. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and that's the same thing. Like, it's just being in your head about, oh, what are these people thinking about me? Or trying to be psychic and thinking about what people are thinking about you. And that can be about this and about anything. Absolutely. Like, oh, Shelby looks like she gained weight. Shelby looks like she lost weight. Shelby looks like she – whatever. And And that was something that was – really hard for me especially I don't know why middle school was so rough but apparently it was and that's when everything just started to go wrong and like I I don't know I felt the pressure I I didn't want anyone to say anything negative about me ever which isn't possible I know but more specifically in your head these situations are almost played out like someone's gonna walk up to you and be like oh yeah you've never lost your virginity like you're so lame like I don't even know it's something along those lines of like why you feel the pressure in your head but at the end of the day if you literally just combated that question like out loud and was like okay so what or like Mm. why do you care like what what makes you care about this right what are they gonna say they're gonna shut down what are they gonna say like dead ass if you're at a party and he's like oh she's she's never kissed anyone and then you're like, okay, why, like, why did, what, how does that impact you is the mm. best way to say it? What are they going to say? Uh, I, I literally don't know what you could respond to that with. Right. And then the guy, so exactly, because the guy saying that, first of all, is like trying to be cool in front of his friends and be like, oh, oh, oh he's so cool. And if you're just like, oh yeah, like cool. Yeah, I or haven't. It's, it's not even that. It's just like, why do you care? If, if you, someone walked by and was like, oh my God, Shelby gained five pounds alana gained 15 sorry i just felt like i shouldn't have said that right away. shelby gained five alana gained 50 <laughs> like if you were like okay but how does that affect you in any way like what does my no, it literally doesn't. it doesn't it's just literally them projecting their own insecurities onto you or whatever it doesn't impact them if you choose to god's sake join the circus like that has nothing to do with them that's you living your own life but that's why it's so hard to be happy because, like, if I want to join the circus, I don't know why we're on this, <laughs> but if I want to join the circus and I'm worried about what everyone's going to say, let's say that I'm graduating and I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm not going to college. Like, I'm going to the circus. They're like, I, you know, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, people are going to say things about that. But why the fuck do I care? Like, literally, why do I care? Yeah, because you're following your Because passion. I'm going to be happy. I'm in the circus. Like, I don't give a fuck what Jimmy thinks for three seconds. <laughs> Jimmy's like, coming back to the thing. Like Jimmy thinks for three seconds, and then he's over it, and he's now thinking about himself. And true. There, and if you think about it, I don't know why we're obsessed with Jimmy, but Jimmy <laughs> is insecure, and he's calling it out. Like, oh, Alana's going to the circus. Like she's so weird. <laughs> but he feels like he's weird because he's like, well, I want to take all the attention off of me and put it on other people so that they don't think that I'm a failure because I secretly, like, deep down think I am. And it's just, so literally, like, we're all just fueling each other's issues. We're all projecting our own issues onto each other because if you wanted to go join the circus or get a sit-down nine-to-five job at the computer, everyone's going to say you're not doing it right. There's no, there's no correct way, I feel like, in society to continue to live your life because even though someone be like oh my god that's so great that you're working at tesla like how impressive is it that they go to work and they sit at a computer and they do a bunch of calculations all day when you're like oh but wouldn't they really want to be 
traveling the world like it's never enough to other people if that makes sense yeah and it's never enough for yourself if you're in that mindset because it's like okay now I have a job and then it's like but now I need to be the manager okay now I'm the manager now I need to be the exec okay now I'm the exec now I need to start my own business and be the CEO okay now I have my own business and I'm the CEO now I need to like expand and be super rich it's like that mentality Yes, in a way, can it make you successful? I guess, but can it make you happy? No, because literally you'll never be happy because nothing's ever enough. Though there's like a word for that in psychology. I <clears throat> or like a phrase, I can't even remember it. Even though AP Psych was not that long ago, but <laughs> it's the idea that like your new standard of living becomes a normal and you become unsatisfied with that so you want something more even though if you look if you like take a step back and realize that you've taken 10 steps forward, 10 steps ago you would never have realized or dreamed of being where you are now but because you're already there and you've just slowly made that progress it doesn't feel like enough like nothing will ever be enough in that case yeah and I'm bringing it back to eating disorders because (laughs) no but it's the same thing it's like we all know you lose weight oh I can lose more lose more you can lose more lose more like literally I'm in the hospital it's like well I could be worse I see this girl across she's worse I have heard of this other girl she's worse so I'm gonna get worse and then like there there's no winning that situation either and so if you think about that like if you think about someone who struggles like that and is in a situation that's gonna bleed into all areas of life absolutely And, and so it's like the big question is how do you work on that and honestly it all just comes down to self-worth, which I can sit here and say, but I'm still figuring that out. And like, how do you show yourself that you're worthy? And I think a lot of that is trying to get the noise of everybody else out because everybody else doesn't give a fuck about you. Like they really, I mean, okay, maybe not everyone, but like for the most part, they're saying things. They're like, Alana's in the circus, but they don't actually care about that. They're just saying a lot is in the circus so that people will be like, ha ha ha, oh my God, Jimmy, you're so successful because you're working at, I don't know. Tesla. Amazon, yeah. Like, cool, Jimmy, you're working at Amazon. Nobody cares. Like, Alana's over here living her best life in the circus. Like, it's just, we hold ourselves back so much because of what we think people are going to think. Absolutely. I, I think it's really important, though. It's hard, but it's important to take it back to like some of your core values and everyone's core values are different but I I mean just because they're different doesn't mean they're all like bad like they're I think all core values tend to be pretty like good (laughs) I don't really know what that means but what I was gonna say was if you start reflecting on your core values and seeing how you're living your life in, in accordance to that or not I think that can help you get somewhere with feeling satisfied with your life because I know for my case, it's one thing I really value is like connection and not only like being able to lean on others, but having others lean on me. But if I'm never satisfied with my own self, I can't be sturdy enough for others to be able to lean on me. I have to be okay to then help others be okay as well. And that doesn't mean that I'm always having to be okay, but you can't lean on someone who's crumbling. Like you're going to crumble with them. And I want to be someone that like people feel they can be connected to and be vulnerable with and lean on in times of hardships but like if I'm so worried about myself and how I'm not succeeding and how I'm just like I can't be enough 
then I I can't even be enough for them. Like just to be, I don't know how to say that. In no, it, it, so that's like a that's <clears throat> a whole situation. Is like the savior complex of I'm going to quote unquote help this person because I can't help myself or like I'm going to help this person because if I help them and they get better in whatever capacity it is then I'm a good person I'm worth it I mean literally that was like my whole life and then I got into this job honestly I probably got into this job because of that and it's obviously like really changed but it's it's like if you have the intention that you're trying to make yourself better, even if it's subconscious, you're trying to make yourself feel better, you're trying to make yourself feel like you have worth, then you're never going to authentically show up for other people. Like you you just can't because it's – you don't mean to because you're like, I'm helping this person. But it's like, mm, are you doing it because you're helping this person or are you doing it because you want to help yourself? You can't help someone 100% if you aren't – like if you if – you, aren't stable in your if you're not if you're doing it for the wrong reasons that's honestly the answer like if you're doing it to really make yourself feel better unfortunately even though there could be like the external validation of that you helped them i i could bet that you could help them a hundred times better if you were Mm -hmm. like stable in yourself and enable to be well in order to be stable in yourself you have to accept your quote-unquote flaws whatever you want to call them like i don't want to say imperfections because what does that even mean but you have to accept the things that you don't love about yourself. Like, you don't have to be obsessed with every single thing about yourself, but you have to be like, okay, it is what it is. Or else, Jimmy. <laughs> oh my God. Jimmy is He's not so okay. So, <laughs> Jimmy is so problematic. He's not okay. And so, he's going around hurting Alana to make himself feel better, and it's not going to work. Like, Jimmy, get a life. It's, that's not going to be helpful. You think it is, but it's not, and you're just rolling yourself into a hole. And so when taking it back in, like, sexual experiences or intimacy or anything, like, I don't – we don't even need to be talking, like I said, about full-on sex. Like, it could be kissing. It could be anything. That adds a whole other set of pressure because it's like you said. You're just supposed to know what you're doing, and you're just supposed to – be quote-unquote good at it and people are just supposed to not think anything negative about it but when you have two people when you have jimmy and he's insecure and now you have someone else who's insecure and they're going together it's like literally a disaster yeah because you pull each other down and we're gonna stop there right now this is part one we have a million billion other things to say and the episode would be super long so if you want to come back in and listen to our brains literally just going for brain it dump. brain dump trauma dump sex dump life dump <laughs> sex dump human <laughs> dump like come back for part two